0: It's 11-59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for
1: all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Come be live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for about an hour. Um, got some people joining us from the gun channels. I've got Cycle Camp jumping in from Connecticut. Thanks for joining.
2: Hi there, everybody watch out for the snow
1: getting snow up there
2: no but it's always good to watch out for it
1: right then we got uh, woods jumping in from kind of the other corner of the country uh, from the PNW
0: hey thanks for having me watch out for the rain
1: well, I see how it's gonna be and I'm down here in Tucson and I'll have to say watch out for the wind because it's so windy not here okay son how about watch out for the dry heat I'll get you. All right, so um, it's Monday, it's episode 701, so I guess we've uh, done 700 of these shows or whatever, it's no big deal, but um, Monday, and we usually talk about, uh, we have themes for the show, so since it's 700 episodes, I guess it's a good time to talk about the show every once in a while. The, uh, we have we have uh, themes for the days, Mondays, typically behind the scenes, how to keep a channel running, give some people some insight and some inspiration to do this kind of thing for yourself. There's uh, no reason why you shouldn't be a participant in this kind of content creation. If you think the Second Amendment is worthy of, um, I don't know, protection or advocacy, then who the hell else is going to do it? get off your ass and do it. On Mondays we talk about how. On Tuesdays, it's Tuesday, so we talk about the Second Amendment, and we usually pick a state, focus on it, and we talk about whatever Second Amendment issues uh, might be interesting. Wednesdays are entertainment, where we have some fun. We do some other things. We've done things like a uh, good idea, bad idea. Bob and I used to fight about things, and we would, uh, Bob was one of the first hosts of the show, and we would uh, duke it out on Wednesdays, very much like, um, you know, the gang wars where you would tie your wrists together and then you would have a knife in your other hand and you would knife fight tied together. That's how we would handle it on Wednesdays. Then uh, Thursdays became training in CCW because uh, of Dano. Dano's another post of the show. He, I think he died over the weekend. It's tragic, but uh, some kind of sickness. But... um Uh, We used to uh, let him have rain on Thursdays where he would talk about training and uh, CCW stuff. And then on Friday, we talk about tech and the industry. So it's kind of the themes of the show. Every uh, day, we like to talk about a gun shop. That's really the reason it's called a daily gun show, uh, to get information out about different gun shops, ideally, different shop every day, Uh, people who are watching the show have contributed uh, gun shops to that effort. Uh, You can email us at dailygunshow at gmail.com if you'd like to participate. People who are on the panel have talked about shows. Sometimes put them on the spot and they come up with a shop that's in their area or that they visited. And then of course uh, one of our projects is the Gun Show Loophole Tour and we drive around looking at gun shops. That's the whole point. And this show is sort of a sister project so they uh, work with each other, right? I drive around looking at gun shops, we get to talk about them in here. Bob's over in uh, Ellis's chat right now. He started that all off with me uh, back in the day a couple of years ago, 700 shows ago I guess, uh, driving around checking out gun shops and it's uh, sort of the goal of the show would be to ideally get on the road and uh, just be checking out new gun shops every single day, talking to the owners and doing interviews and talking about what it's like to be a shop in whatever area they might be in and whatever aspect or area of interest in the, in the community, and uh, eventually we'll work towards that. So um, we're broadcasting this on the internet. Uh, we simulcast it on a, a thing, place called gunchannels.com, which is a community. Uh, we built it five years ago for gun owners. We are gun owners and uh, collectors and shooters and interested uh, activists. So uh, that's what kind of stuff we like to encourage over at Gun Channels. You're more than welcome to check it out. It's free to join Couple of dozen uh, active people financially support the place. You can do that at a dollar a month, you can do that at two dollars and 23 cents a month, or you can do that at seven dollars and 72 cents a month. So, uh, anybody who's interested in doing that, figure out how to do it and do it. Uh, otherwise, um, we're here and talking about guns. Anything going on over the weekend you guys want to talk about?
0: Um, I got my new Permetto per- State uh, AR-15. I got the lower on Saturday, and I got the upper today. My first AR, so I've joined you guys on the uh, on the AR platform. That's
1: your first AR?
0: That's my first AR. I have probably 20 shotguns and probably 10 pistols of various types. So that's my first AR. Huh.
1: So what made you buy this one?
0: 1639. When they told me I to buy one, I would have. I always felt like you know I'd get one one day. But then when they told me I have to take a class, not that training is bad, but when the government tells me I have to do something to get it, then I didn't want to do that. So I had until July 1st to buy it. So I just went out and got one.
1: Probably beat the rush by a little bit, but I'm sure there's already people reacting.
0: Yeah, a little bit. But uh, also I wanted to make sure that you know, when the governor says you know the, the stupid sensible gun laws and all that. Well, if he wants to sell more guns, okay, let's do it.
1: And why did you choose that one?
0: Um, quite honestly, uh, Dead Horse and Potatoes helped me out with that because I don't know a lot about it. So I just went with his knowledge on, on it. And once again, another Gun Channel member that's super helpful and I didn't know what I was buying and he just showed me what to buy. And, and you know, he's like the master of the good deal, So he found a really good deal for me.
1: all right you said psa bought an upper and you bought a lower separate that saves you an excise tax that's smart um it costs something to assemble a final product and if you buy just components then that tax that they put on the final product doesn't get applied so uh, somewhere along the line you save a 100 bucks or 120 bucks um which upper oh god i don't know um well ar-15s are barrels Okay. Then they have a bolt and an upper that holds the, you know, the action behind it. And then there's a lower that holds the magazine and the trigger group. But, but an AR-15 is an action. It's it is a barrel. Uh, Then it'll have some kind of handguard wrapping around it, and then whatever other parts. But, so typically, when somebody says like, "What kind of AR do you have?" We're talking barrel, maybe upper.
0: Uh, Lower
1: (laughs) is kind of less significant because you know it's not
0: right I think it's their freedom line to be honest with you um, okay so it, was, it was it came complete I just had to put two pins in and I was done
1: okay but I'm saying that's like saying oh I bought a car and it had four wheels so ar-15s are modular firearms with every single component literally has options so typically again when you're talking about ar 15 talking about the barrel so I guess been finished. If we're talking about the barrel, you got things, characteristics like length, right? You've got characteristics like the gas system on it, length. It's either going to be a carbine, a pistol, or a rifle length. So that's one way to describe your AR 15 to someone. Uh, you're going to have a handguard on it. So you might say, I have a 16 inch carbine length railed handguard upper or something like that. Or I have a, a rifle length dissipator upper might say something like that so there's different ways to describe the upper i guess that's what i was trying to get from it do you know what uh, barrel length or what I believe, it, I
0: believe it's 16.
1: okay and then probably a mid-length gas system
0: yeah that's my guess yeah i said, said mid-length
1: carbine, that. most of the time they put carbines on but anyway so then uh, lower just a complete lower from psa
0: yeah it says psa right on it i did try to get the um fiddled with by um hat, by uh hatfield but they didn't have that option well that joke didn't work did it so
1: was that like a black friday thing or did you get that after
0: uh, yeah it was a black friday deal and just arrived today to yeah change. yeah the, the, well the up the, the upper arrived today So I still got a hell of a lot to learn about it. But luckily I got you guys gun uh, Gunstreamer and stuff to, you know, learn more about it.
1: Yep. ARs are one of those things too that uh, you got to start somewhere. So start somewhere. And then yeah. once you start exploring, you figure out, oh, okay, I think I like this guy's opinion. I like the way these people shoot. So I'm going to listen to that or this or this. And then you start looking for those parts.
0: Right. I'm, I'm fully aware that it's like it's a good AR. It's not a great AR. But, you know, it'll, it'll work for me for it to get me started. Kind of like your first car wasn't, you know, isn't a Ferrari.
1: So, uh, Cycle's got something going on the screen here. What's on it?
2: Oh, that, that's just part of a gun shop that I was in. And I thought it was cute. Oh. <laughs> uh. Guy sells, uh, he, he has a, a curio store. He actually owns several gun shops in Connecticut. And uh, this is his latest. And it's mostly, it's not really a gun shop. It's more a, a curio's kind of place, but he's, he does sell guns there. So, and he had this on the counter and I thought it was pretty, pretty funny.
1: Oops, Uh, what did that say, 1865?
2: Uh, Springfield, probably 73. It's a Springfield trapdoor, so it's
1: probably probably 73. Whatever the year, the era of the trapdoor is basically, well, I guess the trapdoor is a bad example. That's that's basically the uh, cartridge conversion of a black powder rifle. So they figured they got these black powder rifles that you stuffed from the front, took forever and, you know, not as, I guess, uh, accurate as um, the ball, mini ball could be. So uh, once she came, came around with the cartridge, which had the, the propellant and the projectile combined into one, like, unit, uh, that kind of lent itself to being pushed in through the back of a cylinder instead of jammed down through the front to have to come right back out again. So somebody decided uh, to uh, just chop the back off of these black powder guns and kind of create a cylinder back there and, and, and change the old hammer uh, from striking, what, flint, I guess, or percussion cap, probably flint on those. Cap, to, probably uh, by that time. Uh, to uh, change it to hit a mechanism, which basically is a little lever that is like a little seesaw on it, and that smacks a firing pin. So anyway that was a bad example for what i'm trying to get at so if you go backwards from that trapdoor, you get to the actual gun they modified which is to plain old stuff it down the front what would it and and i still think that would have been an assault rifle really but the trapdoor is even more so because now what would have taken what i think when they were really good in the civil war they could shoot three shots of black powder cramming it down the front a minute something like that that, yeah I don't know. I know it's more than I, we could ever do, but they did that. nothing else but that, right? So it's, it's pretty quick compared to what we got now. And compared to, I don't know, a regular person who never really got into, you know, doing that quickly, you know, it was a lot faster than they could, and it was certainly faster than any other thing. But uh, then when you get to the trap door where it has a cartridge, of course, it's probably more like 10 or whatever per minute, you know, because you can fire much more quickly. It's more like how long it takes you to aim at that point, not... not function how long it takes to reload or get loaded. Anyway so if you go back to black powder days when rifles were uh, flint so before the percussion cap which made ignition fairly reliable when you still have flint and a piece of metal that has to create a spark and then sometimes that spark uh, lights the the powder in the pan and then sometimes that lit pan Actually, you know, starts the uh, combustion inside the barrel, and then your round actually goes out all the way with enough force to go where it's supposed to go. And then you aimed it at the right place at the right time during all that, and boom, you hit what you're aiming at. My question is, with those guns, what would have been the comparable gun, or what would have been a comparable, I guess, weapon or item of defense at the time? Because, like I say, I think of black powder rifle compared to what they had would potentially be an assault rifle just a plain old black powder because it would have been so much faster and more accurate more deadly than anything else right well and a rifled barrel is a lot more accurate well they didn't have rifled at the beginning but they just having a long barrel effectively did you know any way more than any derringer certainly more than any pistol
2: well they say the, the the mini ball killed more people than any other round you know, during the Civil War. So.
1: so that's where you take that old black powder gun and it started out with just a ball of lead, basically. Just a little kind of Yeah, and mechanical. then somebody
2: came up with the idea of the mini ball and it, and it it flew a lot better also.
1: And that's where you take that ball of lead and you kind of squish it into a thimble shape almost. And that way the front of it's rounded and the, like a football almost and the back of it is concave. So like it's almost like you stuck your finger into a football and dimpled the one's end of it, right, and that concave area uh, accepts the expanding gases from the propellant and pushes against the walls of the lead into the barrel, still pushes down the, the, the projectile down the barrel as the gases expand, but because they're also, what, sealing the bullet to the rifling, if there is any, or at least sealing it to the barrel walls, then way more efficiency, right, you get... Much more of that.
2: Well, yeah, you get you get a lot more gas behind the bullet because it swells to fill the to fill the shell. You get a better trajectory because you have a bullet with a, a, a little bit of a ballistic coefficient, and if you have a rifled barrel, you get the twist.
1: And that was the other thing. Once you go from a round, just a little cannonball flying, which is you know just like a baseball spins all over the place, it potentially uh, then you got a, a cylinder spinning, uh, shooting through the air that has a little bit more, what's the word, like, um... What's word? more stable. Yeah, stability, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, like you're saying, as soon as you add rifling to it, I don't know, when they figured that out, boom, now you got something that can consistently hit accurately, and then the game was changed. So I guess, what was I saying? Like, what was the, com- what was the, com- uh, the firearms, or the, not firearms, but what were the other weapons at the time? I mean, it, was, it was literally, like, knives and clubs and maybe swords, I guess?
2: yeah a lot of guys in the Civil War carry sword most of those were presentation
1: for officers and stuff though. Yeah, see, I don't really got a good grasp of history enough those it, I, I suspect they were just even in the cowboy days in cavalry that was all presentation like maybe like a little bit of the like if you got a bunch of people on horseback and you are trying to yell at them and they can't hear you if you're waving your sword in a certain way that is an indication of their orders or whatever right so like a signaling device. And then ceremonial, right? But I mean, I guess if you had it, you're gonna chop somebody with it. But it's not like they had lessons on how to sword fight and there was sword battles going in anywhere.
2: That's why you shoot the guy with the bugle first.
1: They really try to do that?
2: Sure, if they were smart. Because he was the why he was the guy giving the commands to the whole rest of everybody else. Blow yeah. retreat, blow to charge, you know, all that stuff.
1: All right. Well, Ricky Snar saying thinks he might have won an auction today on an eight seventy tactical with folding stock under two hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, that's a great price.
1: Bucks. That's all we're getting on the gun channel site, so it might shut down early. Um A link to the Gun Channel site on another platform that doesn't like guns that much. All right. Well, so um, we were talking about anything happened over the weekend. Anything going on with you, Woods?
0: I just uh, getting the AR and trying to figure that out, watching a lot of videos on how how to work it and how to get the sights aligned and all that.
1: You just got it today, though,
0: right? Yeah, but, but you, you know, Yeah, and then it was report card week, so.
2: Also oh, busy, busy.
0: That yeah. took a lot of my time.
2: Yeah. With the Do you new- have yeah. actual grades or you pass fail those
1: kids? Yeah, well, the grading system isn't it just a bunch of smiley faces?
0: It's a, <laughs> it's a numbered system. Three means you've made the end of the year. Uh, standard and one and two means you're lower than that. But since it's earlier in the year, almost every kid gets a two. I don't endorse this plan. It's a stupid plan. It doesn't tell parents anything, but like a lot of people at work, you got to do what you're told. I would like to go back to the actual grade system. So then knowing their kid was failing or getting a D or something. So it means a lot of writing for me because if you can still get a two and, and be a low two and you're not going to make the three, Or you can be a two and you're going to make the three easily. So, once again, it's just a bunch of hooey that I did think it was interesting over the weekend. I was reading a lot of Common Core stuff, but this isn't, this is about guns and not about school. So, I'll stop. Hmm,
2: hmm.
0: How about you, Cycle? Did you do anything fun this weekend?
2: Well, I felt bad because Ken Berry died. Was that a. yeah, and uh I just actually I just got back from seeing Neil deGrasse Tyson. So that was cool. Wait, who died? Ken Berry. Who is that? Uh Ken Berry was the actor that played the inept commander in F Troop. Oh, okay. And uh they had a lot of guns in that, so I thought that was cool. But okay. and then like I said, my my sister took me out for my birthday and I had uh I went to see Neil deGrasse
1: Tyson tonight, so that was a lot of fun. So what was that, Also, Fox type of thing, or like some sort of a laser show, or what was that about?
2: Oh no, it was it was all about it was about weird shit in the universe. They, he, I guess, when he does a big show like that, and he, he packed the place. I mean, absolutely. I think the the place holds like thirty five hundred people, and it was mobbed. Um, but uh, what he does is he has like. 15 or 18 things that he can talk about, and he sends out a survey ahead of time to all the people that buy tickets, uh, like on the internet, and they vote on what they want him to talk about. So I thought that was pretty cool. So he was talking about weird weird shit in the universe, things that are are really strange, and either uh, the astrophysicists haven't figured them out yet, or they couldn't figure them out till very recently when they had really good computer modeling. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. Like the and gun wise, I actually the, the little that little seven shot twenty two that I got at at Wanamaker's, I actually stripped that down uh and did find out that it was only because it was gunked up that it wasn't working right. So I got it all cleaned out and I'm I'm ready to take it to the range and try it out. That's cool. And I did I did obviously I tried putting a hand in my Webley, but that didn't work out so good.
1: At a big uh, gun show in Tucson, Arizona in Phoenix, the Small Arms Review Show I mentioned, and that was an uh, interesting show, very large again, um, not as large as I've seen it before. There was probably one building shy of being completely full, and uh, the buildings are laid out in sort of a horseshoe shape, I guess, so there's like an, an open area in the center of that horseshoe, and that's tents, so I don't know if you call them buildings. I mean, they cover the square foot. Footage of at least one of the smaller buildings, if not a medium sized building, and I've seen that area completely full, and that would have been twice as much as there was this year. So, all in all, it was probably about uh, three quarters the capacity I've seen it like at the maximum capacity, which is just a little under average or a little under normal uh, as far as tables and vendors and stuff. And then the uh, attendees were, it seemed down quite a bit, but. That's sometimes perception, but certainly seemed like the aisles were easy to walk through. Uh, then I ended up meeting up with Cheryl Todd, and she's the host of the Gun Freedom Radio, or co-host of Gun Freedom Radio podcast. happens every, uh, I guess they go live on Saturday, but they record on Wednesday. Um, lots of good info there. Talked for a couple hours uh, with her. And then um, Kevin Dixie was down in Phoenix for something else and says, Hey, hey. Stealer, come here. Over here trying to earn a living, and she's over there stealing things that aren't even her own business. And eat a napkin. Courtesy to the audience, I won't beat the dog during the show. I'll wait till I mute here.
2: Wait till later, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So, so, uh... Uh, Seven Wonders asked about George Herbert Walker Bush. I thought he died at the end of last week. I didn't think he died this weekend. I thought he died like Thursday or Friday.
1: Yeah, he died last week.
2: Yeah, so so that's why I didn't mention him, Seven Wonders, because old news. What can I tell you? Poetry on a Cracker says he missed you all at Wanamaker's again, walked his feet off. Well, you didn't walk by our place. We're where we always are, so... Well, always are. We're where we've been the last couple times. Yeah. Top, left, uh,
1: north, uh, west corner of the building.
2: Behind the safes. When you when you see the guys with the big safes, we're in back of them. Man, I'm sorry I missed you. It's too bad. We've met a lot of really interesting people and a lot of friendly people there. And I bought a out of guns.
1: So, uh, so Sand, Kevin Dixie was down. He does no other choice firearms training. Uh, cool dude. Listened to him for the first time at the gun rights policy conference and at that AMCON to a media summit thing that was the day before the conference. So, uh, both days he had some pretty decent insight and uh, changed my in, uh, opinions on how to communicate with others and changed the direction. Uh, Woods has already done some, uh, the efforts there with um, Smeggy and I um, kind of strategizing or thinking, at least putting some thought into, I don't know, changing the way we have conversations. You know, it's been a long time since I've been having conversations with people, and it doesn't seem like we've gotten rid of the NFA yet, so it hasn't worked successfully yet. So, um, uh, Kevin's and some of the other speakers there, but Kevin did a better job of probably summarizing it and getting it all kind of. Know, across efficiently, but uh, just r- realizing that everybody's coming from different angles, and he does a really good way of uh, kind of starting out with you know a lot of the Second Amendment advocacy is based around the Second Amendment, obviously, and the uh, Bill of Rights and um, the whole seventeen seventy six type of thing, and you know, as gun owners, as white gun owners, might not be thinking about uh, the perspective of other peoples, right? So, for example, all the uh, black Americans, uh, at the time the Constitution was written, it was not written for them, literally. So, uh, pleas to the Second Amendment and to uh, Constitutional uh, Founding Fathers and stuff are gonna fall short to whole audiences if you don't think about everybody else's perspective on stuff. So it was super interesting and uh and again more to bring to the conversation and this weekend you know hearing him at the conference was one thing listening to somebody talk in the front of a room and just being an observer and the audience is one thing um but you know just hanging out with somebody for hours is something different so he was explaining something to one of the many people he talked to he said something like, the black community spends something like a trillion dollars a year on entertainment. And then he's questioned to whoever he was talking to is something like, wouldn't you like 2% of that or 1% of that? And, uh, you know, as far as, not like you, but the gun community. So, you know, lots of, we talk about getting new gun owners, and we talk about getting the youth and that, but lots of, what, sub, sub-communities or subcultures of our community or our country and we were melting pots. So we got all kinds of stuff going on in here. And we got lots of avenues to uh, work towards getting more, I don't know, communication and cooperation and collaboration and change, right? And that's what everybody's working for. So it was a pretty decent weekend for uh, networking and getting some ideas across. I brought them the, uh, well, I brought Cheryl, the, uh, who is one of the people that What am I trying to say? Planned or uh, scheduled the the 2A conference, 2A Media Summit. I was able to bring her some of the suggestions that we all came up with and that we had talked about. We've actually done a couple of shows to kind of get our notes straight uh, to uh, offer suggestions and ideas for next year. And she was real receptive to those. So we're going to go forward with the 2A Summit at Shot Show. Kind of posted a little bit about that on Instagram today and had some. Uh, initial uh, interest in it. so we'll continue to work on that and uh, we could probably talk about that in future shows. but anyway, it was a pretty successful weekend uh, all in all. and uh, looking to see what other people are saying out here in the chats. again this is supposed to be a uh, interactive type of effort. and it's going be on gun channels, so I'll drop another link over there. Another platform that hates guns and uh i don't know anything else you guys want to talk about
0: i just wanted to thank you for bringing that podcast to my attention i've been listening to it because i I, whenever i go to sleep i have to listen to something to turn my stupid brain off and her and her husband's podcast has been really really nice they're they're really it's really well done thanks for letting us know about that i would have never heard about it if you didn't bring it up
1: yeah no problem because yeah it is and i would imagine for something like you're talking about uh having what sometimes six to eight guests on a two-hour show you know, 15 minute, 13 minute, 16 minute slots. Uh, if you fall asleep somewhere in the middle of one, it's not like you fell asleep in the middle of a two hour discussion. You know, you figure, okay, I heard this one. I don't remember this one. I'll just start here again. at worst you hit, you know, you, you know, uh, rewind like, you know, three or four minutes worth of something you've already heard and then not wasting a bunch of time. So yeah, that's, I can see that being useful. Um, I'm going to mention another one. Did we talk about James Kalita in here already? Um, I'm not I've never heard of it we're doing a lot of live chats I don't know where I said about it or talked about it before but um yeah I found a James Klee is another really good podcast I've been devouring that as I've been working on some projects with the computer here um James does a, a half an hour format 2 a activists mostly uh kind of heavy on the New Jersey he's from New Jersey area so heavy on the New Jersey activists and the people in the north east there I guess but uh, also lots of national level uh, activists and I guess people in the industry, in, in the community. Uh, but he does an interesting format where he starts the half an hour show, introduces the thing within the first minute or two, uh, then introduces the guest and says, what's your deal? And lets him talk for basically half an hour. Uh, then maybe he'll ask him a, you know, a question or two to reiterate something or probe into one direction or another, but he doesn't do much conversation. Uh, He doesn't, he's not there to feature his own perspective or anything. He just lets the people talk, gives them a a spotlight for half an hour. I find that ultimately interesting because sometimes you get a lot of info from somebody when they're just blabbing and blabbing without any direction. You know, so many people are so used to getting a back and forth type interview as an audience. You don't get really an idea of how that person can think on their feet or, you know, what's going through their head. So when they just kind of gives them that open format, I find it a little bit more insightful than the typical. Especially when people are on like a tour, whatever they call it, when you know, like they got a book out or something, and they're doing the tour of all the different shows, talking about it, you kind of hear the same thing over and over, you know. Uh, James's format just lets them talk, so they kind of just in a stream of consciousness almost. It's kind of cool. James Cleet, it's his name. It's called like the Out of Order Podcast. Is the way to find it. All right, that's three times with dead air. So we're going to wrap it up, I guess. Um, gun shop of the day?
0: I've got one. Okay. Um, it's a fairly new one. I bought guns at their old store, and this is a new one. They just opened maybe four or five months ago. Um, it's the Lakewood Shooting Range. And then there's a gun store that goes with it, too. Um, see if I can... Screen share and not screw it up. Um is it working okay? No. Somehow it looks
1: like you're on some communist site where they're disgracing American flag.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. That's all I noticed. But this is the outside of the building. It's brand new. It's right next to I-5. Um, I've been in the gun store, but this is the range Um, but i'm going to check it out this weekend with my new with my new rifle and see how it goes Um, i've had good experiences with these folks in their other one and not so great ones but, um, you know, you got to try you got to give them a chance You got to give them a second chance you can't go into a gun store and have a bad experience and then Never go to that store again because there's not that there's not enough gun stores
1: it's a good point point. plus there's employees right so you're not always going to get the same employee i definitely have stores where i just won't talk to that employee again you know i'll go i'll wait or i'll come back when they're not on shift or something
0: and uh and then uh permitted calibers here and range fee 16 dollars seems pretty reasonable yeah i do live in a city so supply and demand so um i could give a better report next week after i actually go there
1: it looks pretty good from the pictures of the range it looks like they're all on like a track system which i appreciate more than some of them that used to be on the cords or the cable systems so they bounce all around in their air conditioning that one looks like you got a fancy tracks and it looks like with that screen that controls the runner that's probably got all the drills and crazy spins and turns and things to give you some you know ability to shoot some drills or something right in the right in the range
0: and i've, I've heard good things about since it's so new that their you know their hvac system works really really well,
1: well oh they have to yeah any new range is going to have a crazy amount of epa so yeah they're very comfortable and safe i guess
0: But so that's about maybe ten minutes from my house.
1: That's cool. Right on. Well, that's one of the reasons we do the show on a daily basis, so we keep a conversation going, but also so we can feature gun shops. So our, our goal here is not to talk about the news of the day. I mean, the president passing is an issue that's you know beyond the news of the day type of thing. But you know, we're not here to just focus on whatever agenda-based programming has been uh, disseminated, and we're not here to just you know comment on that same old thing so our effort is to uh, have an interactive discussion with the people that join us nobody really joined us tonight i don't want to say nobody 12 people joined us so we're about a third of our normal audience so thanks to the people who did show up which would have been a little bit more conversation so it could have been, uh, been a little bit longer but uh we'll be back tomorrow for episode 702 i want to thank cycle camp for jumping in late for him to be joining i appreciate it and staying up and being part of the show always bring oh no time. problem uh, woods you don't get to, you don't get the same appreciation because it's only like seven in the afternoon for you yeah Well, thanks jeep no i'm just kidding i appreciate it i know you got work tomorrow so uh thanks you guys for sticking up uh being part of the show otherwise it would have been about five minutes long if you'd like to see this show be longer go over to gun channels and comment because that's what we're doing here is having a conversation even better yet ask for a link and join the show and be on the panel and uh keep that conversation going See everybody tomorrow